welcome to Faith Foundation's Discipleship Podcast. I am your host, Gwen McCaslin, for this discipleship series. Uh, what is going to follow here is a series of series, a discipleship series, a series that helps you grow in your faith. We're going to be coming at this so that a wide variety of audiences are going to find something that maybe had been missed along the way, either, you know, through missed through Sunday school along the way, or, you know, you, you came to the church later in life. And so you don't have those foundational years. We're going to hit some topics that the church sometimes doesn't talk about. And so my heart for this is that this is a series that basically you can come to and fill in some of the knowledge that maybe you've missed along the way in your journey with Christ. The other thing that you, we usually have in, in our walk with God is that when we are young in our faith, we have a lot of questions and we have a lot of doubts and struggles, um, skepticism, so to speak. And so this is a series that's designed to help you know exactly what God says about certain topics, um, about what he says about who he is, why we can trust the word of God, just some of those things, because the Bible is our foundation for our faith. It is what a strong faith is built upon. It's what a strong believer keeps themselves in. They keep themselves in the word of God. And so we're going to talk a, a lot about that in this series. We're going to cover a variety of topics. Um, the first mini series that we're going to do is an intro to the Bible, why we can trust it and have confidence in it and why it is so important to be studying and to be, um, really striving to get that word inside of our heads and our hearts um, through memorizing and meditating and studying the word. And so we'll talk about those kinds of things. Along the way, we'll hit other topics like what does the Bible say about God the Father, about Jesus Christ, about the Holy Spirit. Um, and so those will be very scriptural heavy um, and we'll kind of walk through those and we will attach resources and places that you can go to for more information because what I want this to be is that if there is a listener who is wanting to do some research and some look, I want to present some places and some resources for that. Our heart with Open the Word podcast is that you don't take our word for it, that you actually open God's word like the Bereans did um, in Paul's time and search out to see if what we're presenting is accurate. That's what we want. We want believers who are defying the research and they're they're in God's word more than once a month, more than once a year. In, in kind of researching for this podcast, I've come across some statistics that just honestly have shaken me. Um, and I think, uh, I think they'll be pretty impactful and I share them too. But I wanted to get started today and just kind of share who I am and my heart uh, for, this, for this podcast. As I have shared before, my name is Gwen McCaslin. I have a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. I have been a Christian counselor, uh, marriage and family therapist specifically, uh, for the last about 11 years. Well, it's been a couple years since then. I've kind of taken a break from that and I'm doing other things. But um, my heart has been discipleship. My heart for God started actually young. And uh, I think I remember at like five or six just really being tender 
to the things I was hearing at church and, and, you know, the, the information coming at me, it was just storing, um, inside of me wanting to answer the Sunday school teachers questions, those kinds of things. Um, and I remember struggling like early teens with, uh, feeling like I wanted to know God, but I felt like it was pastors and missionaries and the apostles were the only ones that had this really awesome uh, connection with God to the point that they'd be willing to die for the Christian faith. And But I wanted that. I wanted to say that I would die for this because there have been so many people down through the ages that have given their lives to pass the word of God on, to, to share about Christ and how he came to die for our sins and how we are offered life and hope through him. Um, And so I wanted to know that. And I remember there was a verse, especially towards my late teens, that really stood out where Paul talks about to live as Christ, but to die as gain. And he's struggling because he's wanting to go home and, and, and be with Christ in heaven. And, but yet he knows it's more needful for him to be here. But just that sold out faith that it was, he was all in this. And I remember at the time going, Lord, I don't know that I could say that. I don't know that I've, I experienced that. Um, and so like towards my late teens, it was a period of time where all of my foundations in my world, church, uh, school and home were just kind of all shaky. Um, and I've shared this a little bit before in one of the other cast podcasts. So if you've listened to that, you've heard a little bit of this, but in the midst of seeking God in the middle of that chaos, trifecta kind of going on, somebody had said somewhere that if you want to know God and know how to pray and communicate with him, you need to read the Psalms. And so in that phase of my life, I was very literal, like, okay, if that's how I, all right, we're going to do it. And so I took um, an entire summer and I remember praying, reading a Psalm every night before bed or two or three and praying it back. What I saw, I turned into my prayers to God. And so if I was struggling and I read why so downcast on my soul, I would go, God, I don't know why I'm so downcast, but you know, and then I would pray it back. And so when I came to passages about seeking God and, and him promising that we're going to find him, I'm like, all right, Lord, your word says that if I seek you, I'll find you. So, all right, I'll seek you. And I'll seek you from what I'm seeing here. I got to be in the word. I need to be praying. I need to be looking for you. Okay, I'll do that as hard as I can. And Lord, if you're faithful to your promises, like your word says, I am going to come to know you. And I remember thinking in the back of my head, Lord, if you're not here and you're not real, this isn't worth it. Now, I didn't take that to suicidal places that some people do now. For me, it didn't go there. I just knew that if I was going to walk the Christian life, I needed to have that connection. I needed to know that God was real and that he was for me. Um, And so that was very much a part of me. Um, And so... Literally what happened as an answer to that phase in my life was just awesome. Um, I ended up switching um, to a Sunday school class that was straight up walking through a Bible book. I'd never been in a Sunday school class that did that. But um, I walked in questioning my faith, wondering if what I had remembered about saying a prayer and getting baptized at 11 
did I really mean him? <laughs> was I really saved? Did I, was I secure in Christ? Like I thought I might be, but I wasn't sure. And what would it mean if I wasn't? And I walked into a Bible study on the book of first John and they were in chapter four and they were looking at the passages of like verse 13 through like 17, which for those of you who know, that is, um, those are some of the most straightforward, this is how you know you're saved verses in all of scripture. Um, and so I literally felt like I walked in and God just spoke. Um, and God's word was vibrantly coming alive with fireworks right in front of me. I don't know how I made it through that hour without crying, but I do know I got home and just bawled because that was the first moment that I very clearly knew that God saw me and he heard me and he was answering. And so that just gave me a love for God's word. What followed um, was just sitting under a, a man who taught it, who loved God's word. And so the focus wasn't on him. It was on what does God say? What does he actually say in his word? I, I will tell you, I picked up that man's love for the word. Um, in a different way. Uh, he was very verbal about it. And coming and looking back, I came out of a family that was very faithful to be in the word. But they weren't, um, what we're doing, they weren't, um, they didn't broadcast that. You know, they they would do it before bed or they'd do it early in the morning, but they didn't make a big spectacle out of it. And they just lived it. Um, they didn't talk about living it. They just did. Um, and I actually had a great uncle who had a, a very extensive um, tape ministry and things like that where he was telling people about Jesus and handing out tracts and that kind of stuff, which was very popular in that day. <laughs> and so those are kind of some of the things that shaped me. Um, but college was interesting because I wanted to go somewhere where I knew that if I could be a Christian here, I could do it anywhere. So I didn't want Christian school because I thought, oh, if I go to Christian school, that'll be too easy. So I wanted to challenge myself a bit. Um, and so the school I picked actually had a navigator ministry. Um, and I will never forget my one of my first classes as a freshman on campus. I took a Bible as literature random course filler. Um, and in that class, there were all kinds of faiths represented. And we were talking about the Bible as a piece of literature, which was really fascinating. But there was a discussion that arose about a topic, I think it was salvation and how it was assured or something, um, but it was dividing on um, faith, like Catholic, Protestant, something like that. And I remember sitting there thinking, well, I know that this says, okay, the Bible says this over here and this over here, but I didn't have references for anything and I couldn't quote anything. A guy in the back of the room raised his hand, quoted two verses, shut down the, nobody could say a word. And the teacher went, okay then, and moved us on. And I swiveled in my chair and I went, who is he and where does he connected on this campus? Because I want that. I want to be able to know the word like that. Because there was no question for him. He was anchored solid. He knew what God said about it. Um, and he knew exactly where God said it. So I followed him to the Navigator Ministry on campus and just kind of watched, not... Um, just kind of fascinated because I knew this was a quality young man. Um, and so I watched him do something called Edgecore and I went, okay, that's kind of fun. What is that? And it was a program that would train you to do campus ministry at colleges anywhere in the United States, but, um, different places. 
And so I watched him go to that program. And so I, I in my next couple years, just kind of kept that in the back of my head and prayed. Um, God opened up my first Bible study. Uh, I literally had a friend that knew me through a campus ministry come up and say, I have five friends and we want to study Ephesians and we want you to lead it. <laughs> and I had just prayed like two or three days before, Lord, I want to lead a Bible study, but I don't, I, uh, <laughs> how do you do that? Um, and so it was really fascinating. God just gave me the opportunity. And so that kind of kicked off my heart for getting people in the word and watching them grow. I watched those groups of, of five or six ladies just fascinated with the book of Ephesians and what it said about us and our faith and how God chose us and, um, and the difference that salvation made in chapter two. And I just remember feeling young women come alive and I, I got hooked. I mean, it's just a great feeling to, to watch people grow in their relationship with God. And so I headed off and I ab- applied and did, um, edge core with the navigators. I did that for two years at the university of Tennessee, um, bleed a little bit of orange from that because you can't be around a volunteer and not know Rocky top and not let it get in your blood just a little bit. Um, but uh, from my time with the NAVs, I just developed this huge heart for um, watching believers grow in Christ and, um, and discipleship. It's the heartbeat of the navigators is sharing Christ and then discipling a believer to reproduce, to tell others about Christ. Um, and so that kind of grew out of that. And from that experience, I, I just was meeting with these young women who had pain. And their stories were inter- intertwining. And I, I just knew I wanted, I wanted to be able to fully handle whatever came at me when I met with people and talked with them. I just knew I wanted to be a part of a lifetime of helping people grow and heal and be, um, just feel experience wholeness in Christ and in their lives and in their relationships. And so that led me actually to grad school. Um, and so I got my master's at Richmond Graduate University in Atlanta and walking on campus, I was so missing the navs and the navigator just environment. Um, and I remember praying after that first year, you know, Lord, could you send me some navs? And I, it was hilarious. My first class down there of like, I think the second year I heard somebody introducing themselves in the back of the room and yeah we were on staff with the navigators and blah blah blah. I'm like what (laughs) and it was just amazing God in his sweetness just had a couple that had gone her husband had gone through the program and she was going through as well and they had been on staff with the navigators for several years and so I had somebody who understood the culture and the climate that had been created um, with the navigators. And so it was just another one of those sweet moments where I've seen God just move in my life. Um, but through, you know, through the counseling, that heart for the broken, the hurting. Um, and so I've counseled for 11 years up until a couple years ago and just kind of took a break from it to do other things. But I will tell you one of the biggest things I've seen in my counseling experience is the people that are in God's word are the ones that they don't just come in for their hour with me. God works on their lives throughout the week. And so by the time they come in, they're almost updating me. They've almost done more work than with me alone. Um, And so by far, 
more successful in counseling, in my experience, than the ones who aren't grounding themselves in God's word. Um, and so the struggle just uh, shifts a bit, I think. You're not alone in it as much. Um, so to bring us current and to bring us to the reason I'm recording these, I think you need to understand some of those things. But then you need to understand that I was listening on the radio one day about them talking about biblical illiteracy. And it, for those of you who don't know what that concept is, it's um, it's the lack of of reading God's word for yourself. And so that just wrecked me and it wouldn't let me go. And so I think for like the last year, at least, if not the last two, I have been just sitting on this concept of, you know what, Lord, where would I be if it wasn't for your God's, for God's word? And how are people going to survive a shift in life or, you know, struggles or anything if they're not in God's word. Um, and just the amount of grounding that I've experienced in my own life that has kept me still and calm and at peace in the midst of profound chaos to be able to just know that I am seen and I'm loved and I know what's truth because I can go back to God's word and I can re- align my life to not have that you're at the mercy of life and what's going on uh, for your stability for your happiness for your contentment for your joy for all of that it's all situationally tied what comes to mind is Luke 6 um, verse 48 um, in that section it's talking about the two different foundations that are built upon. Um, 48 says, well, let me back up a little bit. Um, everyone who comes, this is verse 47 of Luke 6. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who has dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the floods occur... And the torment bursts against the house. It could not shake it because it had been well built. Verse 49, but the one who has heard and not acted accordingly is like the man who has built a house on ground without any foundation. And the torrents burst against it and immediately it collapses. And the ruin of that house was great. Um, some of the statistics I've been finding in, in my research is just astounding. Um, that so many in the church are not building a foundation for their faith. They're not in God's word. Um, one of the statistics I found is that two in five believers read the Bible one to two times a month. Two out of five believers. One in five churchgoers never read the Bible. One in five Think about your sanctuary and how full it is and how many believers, according to this research, the statistics say one in five do not touch God's word ever. If you don't read it, you don't know it. And if you don't know it, you can't live it. And you definitely can't teach it to your children or pass it on to others if you don't have it. You can't give away what you do not possess. And so therein is my heart 
for this podcast. Um, therein has started shaping it. And the, the next podcast you're going to hear is a little bit more of those statistics and just kind of where I'm going to specifically go in light. I'm going to let some of those statistics kind of drive um, some of the topics that will be discovered in the series that will come out underneath this. This has been Faith Foundations. This is Gwen McCaslin. Thanks for joining me today.